Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. We're in our 16th, 16th, Teamless Tuesday. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, our fix- expert physio. How you going, Mitch? Good, mate. How are you? Good, good. I almost called, called you a fexpert, you know, is, I don't even know what I was trying to say there, but, you know, just <laughs> to get it out. Uh, look, we're uh, we're here tonight with our, our uh, stats guru and fantasy nugget, Nick Lord, who's busy preparing for end of financial year. So, uh, Martin Lord and co-chartered accountants, they work hard for you. Too hard sometimes. There's a plug. Wonder when that sponsorship deal's coming through. <laughs> oh, that's it. Well, well, I'll be waiting for that one. So I'm sure the check's in the mail. Uh, all right. So look, as always, guys, uh, make sure you follow our Facebook and Instagram. We have some stuff coming up. Uh, and thank you for everyone who has taken the time to follow, taken the time to subscribe to the podcast, taken the time to give us some feedback. Uh, ratings we really appreciate it so look let's crack in uh, look we got some some stuff coming up this week but look let's talk about how we doing overall for fantasy Mitch h- how are you going mate I know you're in the 8000s for a little while You, how are you going I was 7830 last time we talked now I'm 7832 so I've oh. fallen back two ranks but you know, it, it, it's been a rough year. I'm getting ready for, uh, as I said last last uh, uh, podcast, I'm getting ready for head-to-head. So that's oh. where my attention's turned because I've got a lot of cash to spend and I wish Victor Radley didn't come back uh, so early because that's thrown my my plans out of action, but we'll talk about that a bit later. For sure. And look, a bit of the same for me. Uh, I dropped about 100 ranks. I scored a 900, but yeah, out to 1229. So... Still keep in touch with the top thousand, but I guess uh, trade shortage will probably start to show pretty soon for a lot of players, hey? Yeah, I think, you know, you want to start stacking a few away uh, for that run home, particularly if you're playing head-to-head, just so you have that flexibility to lean into a few bad injuries or as we get really close, players being rested uh, for finals. That's it. Yeah, I think we were talking just before the pod about uh, the fact that the Storm and the Panthers are ahead enough. They might just start resting players. Or yep. do the, like the Storm do where they rest their entire team. Ugh. That's it. That, that, that cost me That cost me a, a fantasy premiership in 2020. Uh, it was pretty gross. Oh, it, is, uh, it is when they do that. And uh, just big shout out to our uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Dean. Uh, I get to face him in the uh, chaos mode this week. So apparently dinner is on the line for this one, not just a sandwich. So, geez, I've got to watch out. I know. You'll probably pull out all the big guns. I'm, I'm having. Who, who's predicted to win? Uh, I am by a fair bit, but knowing the way that my team runs, it means to set all the points of different players will score a 1,000. So I can see, you know, Dylan Brown scoring a century, probably is scoring another century. It's that sort oh. of... That's two players who really could hurt you, actually. It is. It is. And considering that the guys that I've got, different, are like you and Aitken, Paddy Carrigan. It's like, we'll see how we go. Um, Reed Marnie. No, if I don't even know who the difference is. I'm relying on Scott Drinkwater to pull me out of the hole. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so moving on. Uh Let's get into the injury list because there's a few interesting ones this week. Mitch, what's been happening? Uh, well, we've got a few hangover injuries from the weekend. So let's start off with Kalen Ponga. Uh, 
Concussion, it's going to be a week. He should be right to return next week, but really, from what I understand, it's just because of that shorter turnaround that he's just not going to be able to get through those protocols in time. Cameron Munster, so we saw in the media there that he picked up a shoulder injury from Stephen Crichton in the 45th minute, I believe, Mm. and really felt like he was a bit of a passenger. Now, he's been named to play this week, and the whispers are it's an AC joint. I certainly think that's the most likely thing based on the fact he is able to play. The other possibility would be a cork shoulder, a bit like we saw with Katoni Staggs now. Unlike Payne Haas, a grade one AC joint for a half isn't quite as bad. It's a bit less tackling and a bit less being tackled for Cam Munster. Probably the major thing is that he might not have quite as many line engagements where he does get a few more of those stats. And we'll sort of talk about that uh, when we get to the storm. But probably the primary consideration there is he's probably not going to have as many uh, attacking stats next to his name. Payne Haas, so he's also named to play... By the look of the injury, it looks to me like it was likely a low-grade lateral ligament. The year of injuries really continues to hurt Payne Haas. He continues to be a bit of a risk. He tends to just keep on picking one injury up after another. It was one of those things we talked about before the origin period. You're either going to get off him before and wait till he got through it and see what you were left with or ride it out. Now, the lateral ligament... I would imagine they'll strap that up and he'll be relatively good to go. Uh, but like like all injuries, it might just hurt his ability to bust the line and have those additional offloads. So maybe a slight drop in performance for, for pain, but nothing ridiculous. Um, ben Murdoch Masilla. So we actually talked about him a number of weeks ago and we were sort of thinking perhaps it was only three to four weeks for the elbow dislocation, which, you know, at their absolute best, they can be that. Uh, The mid-range ones can be between four and six. Well, Ben actually had to have surgery on that. So he's going to be out for between 10 and 12 weeks. So tore all three ligaments in his elbow. So quite a nasty one there. And I just thought I'd bring that up because that's that's not great for Ben. I mean, he's going to have long-term issues from that injury. Shouldn't affect his footy too much, but um, we'll be unlikely to see him until the last couple of weeks of the season. Then the final one, and this has got quite a bit of speculation around it, is Alex Twal. Now, I was watching this one on the TV when he went down, and he certainly seemed to be uh, convulsing slightly, and I suspect that has something to do with the prolonged uh, stint off. At the moment, he's listed as indefinite. There were words that at one stage he was going to miss the entire season with this concussion. It's just one of those things. He has had a history of these things, so we need to watch this space. Um it's uncharted territory. I'm really not sure why they've done this, but I think, you know, the reaction and, and the symptoms we saw on the field certainly have something to do with that. And I imagine there's been some imaging of the brain that has made the doctors a bit jumpy. So I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see Alex to the last few games of the season or given where the Tigers season's at, perhaps yeah. they'll just play him next year. Well, that's it. Well, after letting uh, Luciano go, it looks like they might be uh, on the rebuild. Yep. Again. Yeah, uh, that's it. Year 12 of a rebuild, right? Oh, God. Since 2007, basically. When did Scotty Prince leave? Uh, I thought he left after the premiership in 2005. Oh, there we they, go. They, they, had a few, they had a few years where they were contending. I know that they lost to St. George in the prelim final in 2010. And then 2011 and 12, they looked quite good. And they, they got rid of Tim Sheens. And since then, it's been a bit of a disaster. I thought he was quite good at bringing through young players and developing them and and that's really where a lot of the issues have been you know James Tedesco uh Mitchell Moses Ryan Pappenhausen the list goes on of superstars that they've Josh let well, 
Yeah, see what I mean? So suddenly you have a great team there. Um, they just got impatient with Sheenzy and he's probably one of the better coaches in the history of the game. So I, I suspect this rebuild with him controlling operations will probably have a bit more success. For sure. Well, look, let's look into uh, this kind of weird week that we have because it's really, it's just this week and then it's back into friggin' Byrand again, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. It's kind of like a, a brief uh, breathe around and then we're back into spinning plates with our, with our teams. That's it. All right. Well, look, let's look into week 15. So Seagulls versus Storm. Uh, they haven't done the Storm much favor with uh, playing them Thursday night. So, uh, but look, uh, Josh Aloe has been left out of the side for the Seagulls uh, this week. Got a concussion for Samoa. Uh, so Sean Kepi's in the starting side. Jeez, uh, he'd be a weapon if he got that proper starting job. Uh, uh, Taniela Paseka takes up a spot on the bench. Uh, he he got a nasty knock somewhere, didn't he? Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, DC, Jake Tavorovic, uh, Tolotau Kula, Christian Tupilotu, Josh Schuster and Marcy Tapao, who all played international or origin, have all been named. Uh, ben Tavoyevich hangs around in spot 18. He could be smoky uh, to join in because he, he looked pretty good. Uh, little Ben, he was playing he, so. Yeah, he's had moments. He's had moments. I think he's probably still about a year away. For sure. All right, what's happening with the Storm? Uh, so Felice Cafusi is going to miss this round. He's had to fly to LA to be with his father who has been hospitalized. As a result, Chris Lewis is going to slot into the back row as Jaden Nicarima moves onto the bench. Uh, Cam Munster uh, has been named but remains in doubt over that AC joint injury. That is a short turnaround for him. And as I said before, it really depends on the grading. I would wager the fact he's been named would tell me that it's probably a one. We can see a weak missed with that as we did with Payne Haas on that aggravation earlier in the year. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen has been named in the reserve list and could be a late inclusion. Uh, he's returning from that hamstring injury, uh, PCL injury and COVID protocols. And then we have our rep players, Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, Jerome Hughes, Brandon Smith, Tui Kamikamika and Justin Olm have all been named. Nice. All right. So uh, let's talk about the players that we need to talk about this week. Uh, look, let's uh, let's start with the real easy one. So we've got, like, Day of the Chair Evans again. He got 77 uh, last game he played, so round 15. He's got a 57 break even. He seems to have sort of be close to the, in that bottom out status. Uh, and, look, he is a real option, uh, I guess, especially with one of the other options out there, Munster having a busted shoulder. So he's pro- he's got the second best ceiling outside of Cleary. And I reckon he's probably somewhere between the second and fourth best scorer for the rest of the season behind Cleary and probably the Paraboys of uh, Moses and Brown because they got the extra game in there. So they'll race him, uh, I guess, for the final score. But uh, the issue is a bit of the run. So they got the Knights... uh, Sorry, Storm this week. So do you want to pick him up? And then he's got a soft game versus the Knights and could be rested like after the short turnaround after uh, Origin 3. And then they got the Dragons, Roosters, Eels. So I don't know whether you want to wait a week for Daily Chairman's to make sure he makes it through Origin 3. I would probably do so. That's my gut feel. I think you've got to wait till after Origin 3. I mean, he, he really is the ideal pairing with Nathan Cleary. But with the uncertainty of Origin and that price point, you really want to make sure you get him at the best possible price and... 
at 57 break even. He, he might crack out above that, but you're not going to lose your shirt on it. And at the risk of him not playing against the Knights and obviously not playing uh, next week, I think it's just too much time out, uh, particularly when you've got the Dragons after that, where you know he'll probably rack up a score. Fair enough. Pencil him in then. All right. The, the next one I've got is a guy who I do... I've got a bit more interest in as time's gone on. Jerome Hughes. So got a double for 64 points. He's got a 46 break even, 600K. Like for those seeking a second half, look, it looks like you probably take a bit of a step up with a slightly less fit Munster and a not fully fit uh, Pappenhausen. So because Pappenhausen's been named in reserves. So uh, and a chance to come back. So I'd say, look, guys, he's definitely a top 10 half option. And he's got a top five upside with him. If he does take a bit more of that starting role from Munster, it takes him from like that sort of 45 average that he's been going for this year and possibly close to that 60 average we saw last year, which got us all so excited. I certainly see that potential. As we sort of discussed, um, I believe it was last week, with Cameron Munster, he just seems a bit off the pace with his game since that first Origin match. And he sort of made allusions to that in uh, one of the presses, uh, which has been quoted a few times. His body's a bit more banged up than he'd like. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if Hughes took up a bit more of the role over the next few weeks. We know he's not going to play Origin, so there's no real concerns over that. And at 600K, I really feel like that's that's a real bargain uh, price to get him. So as you said, Stu... (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, well, you did that. Um, Shut up. (laughs) Uh, and like uh, the only concern I would have and we were discussing it before is if you're head to head like me he could be rested in the final round and that's a bit scary so if you're going to make sure you leave two or three trades to the end I I like Jerome Hughes I'm looking at thinking maybe he could be uh, my uh, cash out from Nat Butcher oh for sure which is a straight swap It's it's a straight swap for me and I think that's pretty good yep and look, another guy, just to quickly mention, Harry Grant is 63 points, uh, round 15, 69, break-even, 755K. Look, he had a couple of quiet games, just why his break-even is quite still high. Uh, look, I would say that for Harry Grant, especially playing Origin, is really for head-to-head players only at the moment. Uh, and a 69 break-even means wait till round 18 and then pencil him in. So, look, and if uh, you... If he does have a quieter game this game, uh, you'll do well again. But Brandon Smith, who has been spelling him, is starting at lock uh, due to Kafusi flying overseas. So My prayers have been answered. Which one about Harry Grant? Brandon Smith playing big minutes. <laughs> oh, it could be. That's it. And it means Harry Grant plays big minutes. So Everyone's a winner. That's it. Now, unfortunately, it's only due to the shuffle. Kafusi's not injured. That's uh, right. It'll be a one-weeker. Yeah, plus game round 17. Yeah, Brandon Smith will play round 17. So if you absolutely have to win, you can get Brandon Smith. But I, oh, I think we talked about him no, before. No, 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 no. We've talked about him before the season, which is uh, that I don't think we've actually seen enough to make warrant him being in your side for the finals run. No, not at all. I'm just working out ways to get him out, but I kind of don't want to crystallize those losses at this point. For sure. And at least you didn't get in at 680, which is what he started on. No, no. I only lost about 70K, but it's 70K plus the terrible point scoring. So 
True. It is what it is. Um, I might crack into Cam Munster, mate. So we just talked about him before. Look, the real thing about Cam, as I said, is he's just off the pace at the moment. So like DCE, I'd be at earliest penciling him in at round 18. We're certainly not expecting anything big. He's got a break even of 74. He's uh, really priced out at 798K. Wait for the storm to get out of the origin period. Um, he actually could be a bit of a stay away because say, you know, you get out to round 18, his break even is probably going to be through the roof. Um, you don't have to wait a round or two for it to come back down. And then you've only got four or five rounds to get your value out of him before more than likely you have to trade him out because they rest him, which they're known to do for that last round. So for me, I'm a bit out on Cam Munster, to be honest, at the moment. Ooh, okay. If you start doing the the long term prediction, not a fan. Like you'd go Jerome Hughes for two hundred k less. It's I'm a bit of a no brainer. Fixtures run here. Yeah, I'm. I know that they got round twenty four. Here's the only issue about the Storm this year is they got round twenty four versus the Roosters, round twenty five versus the Eels. I guess they could do kind of what the Eels did for the final round last year, which is like if you're not in danger of either losing the minor premiership or you can't really win it, you just rest everyone. Well, right? if they've got second locked up, what's yep. the point? That's true. You got your home final. And I, I'm just wondering if that'll be the case. They're only two points clear of the Cowboys, but it's, um, it's a past that. Them. Past that. And there's a lot of void between the Cowboys and, and the Storm as far as quality goes. I think they'll pull away, and I wouldn't be surprised if they had a two or three game buffer by the time it came to that. So. Anyway, we'll see. I'm a little bit out on Cam Munster. The other one's Ryan Pappenhausen. Look, he, he may or may not play 54 break even. You're very unlikely to lose your shirt if he does play and breaks that, which I don't think he'll do either. Remembering from last year, I've said it a few times, it took three or four weeks for him to get going after the lateral ankle. Once again, I won't be picking up till probably round 18 or 19 and having that thought about what's been happening uh, with the Storm in recent years. You'd probably go Brian, Brian Toto. Obviously, his ceiling's not as good, but you're getting him for 150k less, and he's probably going to be a bit more consistent, and you know he's going to play the rest of the season. I can't see uh, the Panthers resting him. Um, oh, you, you might get Rand 18, but he's only going to get a game. That's right. So, And it's just more consistent, and he's not busted. You know, he's had that MCL injury. Every week he's going to get a little bit better with that. He's now well over three months post that. Um, that's what I'd be thinking for for Toto. Um, Stu, predictions for the game? I got the Storm by 16 for this one. I think there's there's enough quality in the Storm team and the, the Seagulls have just they've not been true quality this year, unfortunately. They haven't. So. I'm, I'm a bit concerned about the forward pack and even the back line looking at it. And with a banged-up monster, I think it'll be close. I've got Storm by two. I think this will be close. Um, Look, I'd like it to be close because it's only game on for the night, so if it's a blowout, it's a bit boring, eh? Yep. Uh, one thing I'd really like to mention, because I have Josh Schuster, so he played pretty well. Just have him in the back of your brain for next season because he is on the absolute slide of all slides at the moment as far as his price is concerned because he scored two last week uh, off the bench. He's already down 200k for the year on an average of 25. So if he doesn't play start again for the rest of the year, you we could be picking up what is probably the starting 5-8 for Manly, you know, in a year where DC is only a year or two away from retirement, uh, for, what, 300k? Yep. So, which is pretty tasty for a guy who's sort of averaging around 50s when he does start on the edge. Anyway... Just thought I'd bring that up because I was I was having a good look at Josh Schuster and I was like, oh geez, 
wish you were starting. And then I'm like, nope, don't start him again this year, Des. Make him next year's cash cow. All right, let's move on. A Friday night. Uh, so 6 p.m., make sure you're washing the car in the dark or, you know, asleep. Knights <laughs> versus Titans. Uh, Knights team. Tex Hoy at fullback. Exciting. Uh, Dane Gagai is backing up. Uh, Daniel Saifidi and Bradman Best are in the reserves as well. So Bradman Best at 20 is probably a pretty good shot to play, which would see Nari Tuala fall out and Daniel Saifidi, which would probably just cause a bit of a bit of a reshuffle around. Uh, Mitch Barnett keeps that edge spot. And uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, despite the state of the Knights, has been still dropped all the way to 19. Jake Clifford, 18th man. How about uh, with the Titans? What's happening, Mitch? Million dollar man David Fafita makes a timely return for the Titans, playing his first game since round 12 after that MCL sprain, which he re-aggravated uh, on an earlier return. Meanwhile, Corey Thompson and Kevin Proctor have been named in the reserves. There you go. There's a reason to watch it, Stu. And then <laughs> Tino Fasulu Milawi and uh, Mo Fodawaka will both back up from representative duty. So, mate, Kev Proctor's back. Mate, watch uh, watch out, you know, lock up your arms. Could be hungry. <laughs> anyway, okay, mate, who have you got this week? I uh, Look, we have to talk about David Fafita. What are you thinking? Look, at uh, 706K at a 79 break even, he's still a little bit untouchable as far as that price point goes. Uh, we've spoken about it before. MCLs for a player of Dave's caliber. Maybe it holds him back for a week or so. I think uh, the biggest issue is the time away from the game. He hasn't played many games for a while, so there's got to be a bit of reconditioning. And the service he's getting from your best mate, Toby Sexton. Do you have much concern about that going forward? Do you think they're going to find a way to get Dave rolling? And, uh, I mean, gee, 706K is pretty tempting. That's it's, that's not bad. It's, As for a player who can bust out 100 points, oof. That's it. So, look, I am seriously... Th- penciling in David Feeder, he's one of those guys who like he'll regain his spot on an edge so like he's been kept out currently by by who Sam McIntyre yeah look he'll, he'll regain his spot and the answer is is that um, the coach's spot relies on this right like it's Justin Holbrook's under the pump at the moment because guess what NRL 360 is no one left to talk to at the Tigers or the Bulldogs right <laughs> or the Warriors. So and it looks like the Warriors and the Tigers won't even get a coach. So Braith and Kenty have uh, Justin Holbrook in their sight. That's it. Him and Adam O'Brien. And to be fair, Adam O'Brien, th- this this could actually be the next coach-fired cup. You know, it's funny. Those two are probably the worst coaches in the league and, yes. and Majin Barrett are without jobs. <laughs> uh, look, I, I would take Majin Barrett over these two. I'll be honest. Oh, all day. All day. Uh, Not that they're that much of an upgrade, but you know. No. But but at least at least they've been part of winning organisations, right? Yep. So and like proper parts, not like the assistant coach for you know paper clips or something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, looking at this one, uh, David Feeder is definitely interesting for me. So once he regains that starting spot, he should be somewhere around anywhere from six eighty to six fifty potentially. 
Yeah, and I think you can basically, as you've said in the past, risk that two-date rule. I think I'd want to see... Like, even if you cracked out a good one here, this is the Newcastle Knights. I'd need to see it against a better team. So, wait for now, but watch him. So, he's, he's a bit of a chuck a star sort of style player. Yeah, but um, just make sure there's some money in your team for him because, like, uh, whether it be for head-to-head or overall, if he does go on a bit of a run here and, you know, Toby Sexton does get him some decent ball, like, there... It's, I don't want to say the sky's the limit, but it's a pretty high ceiling for him. Plus, he, he does. Look at this but, run home for the Titans, right? So they got the Knights this week. Then they got, look, they got the Broncos. Then the Bulldogs, Raiders. It's a tough one against the Storms. Then it's Seagulls, Dragons, Knights, Warriors. Last four. The problem so, is Toby Sexton, mate. That's that's a problem. Either, of course, but we all know that David Fafita, his actual best ones come from where he, he goes back to under sevens, right? And it's just like, runs oh, people over. Crap. Fine, I'll do it myself. Yep. All good. Uh, who else have you got, mate? The other one I've got is Mitch Barnett. Now, he seems to have once again locked up that starting role. Now, we know that Mitch Barnett can be a 650 to 700K player, and his current price point is 589K. He's got a 36 break even. I personally own him, and I've had him for the last three to four weeks. He's a top-tier second rower. He is on a, a sort of struggling Knights roster, but for him, that might work in his favor just for workload and tackles and just the amount he's going to have to do for this team. Uh, he's an interesting uh, cash down, although it's only 12K cash down, from Nat Butcher. It's almost a like-for-like swap, obviously Barnett being in the in the lesser team. Stu, how much risky do you think there is with Mitch Barnett here, mate? Like... I own him, so I'm already in there. But um, if you were sort of asked to get him, how, how good would you feel about it? Look, I'm seriously thinking, like, for Nat Butcheronis, he's probably the most like-for-like swap. That's he's how I feel. Yep. 11K less. He's he's somewhat of a risk, but there's no guarantee that Fitzgibbon comes back into that spot. Barnett is, like, the coach isn't playing for finals, but he's playing for his job, which means they have to perform. Right, it's not like the Warriors where it's already too late and they they're on the rebuild and they they know it. Yep. They they coach is playing for his job, which means is that they need the best team out there. Uh, which Mitch Barnett, he's that type of guy who plays hard. So I wouldn't. He has no chill. Him. Yep, which we like on this podcast. So it, it, even if sometimes it causes them to act like flogs and elbow people in the face or whatever else. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. No, it was not. But look, it's how he's affordable now. Um, and look, for myself, and he's off to the Warriors next year. Poor Mitch Barnett. Poor one. Maybe not. Maybe not. They might get a season at Mount Smart and win two-thirds of their games. That's true. Although I, I think the issue is they, you know, a whole season wouldn't do them much good. I, st- I still reckon a, mag- a second Magic round, right, uh, would do them do them some good, get a lot of tourists in for that one. Cause Mate, have, you just want to go to New Zealand. I do want to go to New Zealand. I've been wanting to go for ages. What I really want to do is catch one of those cruise boats over, right? You sort of... You you, you could go see a volcano. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> okay, maybe no cruise boats. <laughs> okay, no cruise boats. All right, so let's let's talk about uh, a guy who is on a bit of a cruise boat, Caelan Ponga. So second failed HRI in two weeks. Uh, he, look, the Knights were blowing up a little bit because the independent doctor said he saw Category 1 symptoms, which is why he's out this week, even though apparently he felt no symptoms and passed the test on field and in the sheds. So I think they know how to pass those tests. I was um, 
talking to, I'm not going to name him because I don't want to because he's one of the independent doctors, but I was talking to him at sports coverage and basically some of the NRL clubs are instructing their players on how to pass these things. So at this stage, they're having to look for more subjective symptoms and the Knights are one of the teams that were worse by it. So that's why I can't name who this person is, but the Knights are notoriously bad and notorious for blowing up over these things. My feeling is Kalen was probably knowing what to say because he's been told what to say and the doctor's been having none of it. Fair enough. Mm. Ooh, so there's some, in, there's, some, there's some inside spice. Oh, for sure. And and look, to be fair with the Knights, they're probably blowing up so that doesn't happen to him again because, look, he'll probably come back and get whacked again because he's the type of guy to get whacked, unfortunately. He's just very small. He's, uh, he's, he's just not the same dude. Oh, man, I, I hope that the uh, Knights haven't mortgaged their future on this guy because... You sign him for a million bucks and you probably wouldn't pay half that for him right now. Oh, yeah. I'm not putting him on my fantasy years. team for... Hang on, what's he worth on fantasy at the moment? He's worth... Uh, let's have a look. 550, say. I wouldn't pay 550 on my fantasy team. What does that tell you? That's it. Exactly. 490, Stu. 490. Pong and I wouldn't four. pay it. Nah, you can't do it. So, look, he's... I don't think I'd pay 400. Nah, so, look, he, he's an avoid for the rest of the season, unfortunately. I think uh, we put the axe through, mate. This is yeah. it. Last time we talk about Last Ponga. time we talk about him unless we see something else. Yep. Uh, okay. And look, last time we talked about Toby Sexton too. Uh, <laughs> 12 points. Look, it's the 12 points is absolute murder. It just, look, my apologies. I did say this last week. But look, break even at 52 isn't impossible. But score of 12 did kill his chance of price rise. Like, I was just hoping to ride his price rise from 470 uh, to like maybe 630 or so and trade him out but he just it just killed it a bit like that butcher yeah for sure and look uh possible quick trade for 22k to hughes like that's that's probably one of the better trades you will make this year or 100k like if you got it moses or brown i like hughes mate 22k i'd say hughes is as good a player as brown and light years above moses yep that's Uh, a no-brainer the only and so, anyway, so, yeah, so Toby Sexton, it is probably time to get off the pain train. You've probably got a week. You won't lose your shirt this week because they're against the Knights. He only goes missing in tough games. Uh, yeah, so, look, I've got the Knights by two for this one. Like, although well, I, I do think that Adam O'Brien should be the coach to go. I like Justin Holbrook better. Oh, uh, mate, I, I don't have a winner. No one's a winner when these two teams collide. Um Geez, I'll go a draw. I'm not watching it. No, no uh, one wins out of this game. N- n- You'll have to draw. tell me how day for feeder goes because I'm not. I'm not wasting two hours of my life on that. That's it. No Huxley's on Friday for us. No. Okay. Look, uh, look, the late game might be worth going for though. Panthers. Yeah, early dinner. <laughs> That's it. Panthers versus Roosters, seven fifty-five. Now this is this is probably the game of the round, just off the top of my head. Uh, so look. Uh, the Panthers team is the same as it is every single damn week so there is no change no one moves spots uh, they're just no one's injured it's filthy uh, and oh apart from very interesting so it's just uh, apologies for the pronunciation uh, Sunia Taruva who was did you watch the Fiji game Mitch? Mitch? yep did you Hello? watch the Fiji game? Nope. nope. Yeah, I did. And look, Sneer to uh, Taruva, like the commentators are going to the game going, who the hell is this guy? And then they were like, who the hell is this guy? And then they're like, why, doesn't, why isn't he playing on an NRL team today? 
So that's that's who the Panthers have looking in their reserve grade at the moment. That's gross. Oh, it's filthy. So he he was outstanding. Like even just watch the highlights for him. Uh only issue is that he's got flipping Taylor May and uh Brian Toto ahead of him. So he's probably yeah, one yeah. of those so guys who he'll be finding a new club. Yeah, greener pastures, unfortunately. Those guys are what, twenty four and twenty. So yeah. yeah, new new club for uh Sania. Uh, and obviously they do have uh, Sean O'Sullivan hanging around just in case uh, one of the guys, one of the halves pulls up sore. Yep. Ro- Roosters. What's happening with the Roosters, Mitch? Uh, so Drew, Drew Hutchison will take Luke Keery's half spot, uh, giving him an extended rest period after that concussion. Tickets on myself. I called that he would have more than a week off, and now it's going to be, uh, well, I guess it'll be three. Oh, no, Mate, because he, cause next round he'll also miss do the buy round. So yeah, he won't be back so... So what week he missed week fifteen? He's he's just untouchable, dude. Honestly, week off for rep round. Week he he he's got to be so close to having to retire from this, because um, that was a grade one. So whatever's going on there, not good. Uh, Victor Radley returns at lock from an ankle injury, and oh. a, a bit early. Uh, not a huge fan of Victor, so a bit sad. I'm going to be seeing him play. Uh, pushing Nat Butcher to the bench, which is even worse for me. And uh, Dani Saluka for feeder into the reserves. Lindsay Collins passes HIA uh, check during the game and has been cleared to play alongside James Tedesco. Angus Crichton and Daniel Tupa are all yeah. going to back up us as well. Interesting. I'm just having a look at this team. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the largest grub in the game is not playing. Thank gosh. Yeah, that's it. Excellent. So look, uh, the the fact that uh, we we have uh, like his enthusiastic junior partner in uh, Victor Radley back, that's fine. I was just going to say, it's like you you get you, you remove one from the game and someone else takes his spot. I was going to say it, but then I, I I feel like Victor would find us if he listened to the podcast. So <laughs> I thought, no, nah, I'm going to stay away from this. Whereas Jared's probably too too friggin' lazy. Oh, <laughs> Jared. <laughs> oh mate anyway so on the plus side Victor's at least likable Jared mate go to French rugby uh, excellent okay so look let me kick us off real quick uh, look Nat Butcher is a sell 601k 59 break even on the bench due to Victor Radley unless Victor Radley's leg falls off before the game sell Nat Butcher are you going to lose coin big coin he'll be worth 550 next week 500 the week after 450 the week after that you will just be losing cash so sell 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 six you have 600k plus whatever's in your kitty find an exit james tedesco now he got 42 points in the game versus the eels where they got tuned up a little bit uh 73 break even he's another one of our round 18 plus uh players unless i'm Oh, oh, he's got to be top of the list, Stu, because he's playing out of his mind in Origin. Um, yeah. I really wonder how he'll rock up for this game because I don't think that pace is sustainable. But he's really impressed me. He's certainly proved me wrong with his knee. That ability to change direction has been way better the last uh, four to eight weeks. But mm. if you don't have him, I think the risk is way too much. You know, I think you he'll can't be a little bit down. The Panthers. You cannot pick him versus the Panthers just because the Panthers are not. They're going to shut him straight down. But even death. if and they're, they're going to have people stalking him all over the field. Then he's out next week, and uh, I'd be saying around eighteen, possibly nineteen for James Tedesco yeah, because it's seven hundred and sixty-one. The Dragons. He, yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty priced out there. 
Um, but he's a must-have again. Yeah, I, I'm penciling him in, running. If I didn't have him, I'd be penciling round 19 versus the Knights. Yep. Because yep, the buddy. 73 break even, unless he absolutely smashes it out and like the the roosters go ballistic here, uh, you know, you'd say that he'd likely go down to about 730. You're talking about probably 700 by the time he reaches the Dragons round 18, assuming yep. he even makes that game. So, yeah, then he's got a run of the Knights, Seagulls, Broncos, which is pretty tasty, especially because they got three games in a row. Like, uh, so Seagulls is still in Sydney. It's at four points. But then they've got Broncos, Cowboys, and Tigers all at the Sydney Cricket Ground. And there's not wow. many teams that like playing at the Sydney Cricket Ground because it's an oval. There's not many fans that like watching it there either. <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, it's so bad. But uh, actually, thing that we might do for the podcast, round 25, uh, Roosters versus Rabbitohs at the new Sydney Football Stadium. That'll probably be worth going to. Yeah, could be. Except the Rabbitohs stink. Uh, they do, but, you know, we'll get to see the new stadium. That's true. An hour on the tram on the way home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, then, okay. So, uh, look, Nathan Cleary, uh, again, most people own him by now, but if you've been one of those Cleary holdouts, uh, well, one, you've probably had a bad time of it because his last three average is 73. Uh, at the same time, Hines has come off a bit off the boil. My question is, do you reckon you'll get a rest around 18 versus the Tigers? I hope not. So I have him. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think he will. Fair enough. What, 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 what day are they playing, mate? Do you know? Uh, pull that, that matters. That matters. Uh, round 18. They've actually, it's the Sunday, 2 p.m. No, he'll play. He'll play. Uh, fair enough. Uh, if, it was, uh, if it was Friday, I'd be a bit more nervous, but he'll play. Yeah. Okay, so Sunday, because then they've got the Sharks, Eels, Raiders, Storm, the Panthers do. And then Rabbitohs, Warriors, Cowboys. And then the last three is uh, Rabbitohs, Warriors, Cowboys. Yeah, okay. So I I think they will. I'll play. On the plus side, head to head, if you're finishing in round 24, it's versus the Warriors, the Panthers stadium. Yeah, but they might rest their entire team for that. That's, That's 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 what spooks me. You know, as that's I said true. to you, that that's cost me in the past. So, just something to be aware of. Uh, and then the other one you've got, mate, is Brian Toto. Yeah, oh look, he's almost a must buy. I would say at this stage, last three average of sixty. So it's it's not even close. Like uh, last three average of fifty eight, uh, to be precise. Uh, he's scoring tries. He's he's moving well. You can see that the a bit of the agility is back. And yep. also, just the Panthers are playing a bit better on both sides of the ball. They've shifted Stephen Crichton and Brian Toto out there. So it just adds a lot of strike to that side of the park. My issue with owning Brian Toto is I own Stephen Crichton, so I'd be owning the centre and winger on the same side. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, we own Targo and um, May. I, I don't. A lot of people did. That's true, and that, and that did work out. I think Toto is a proven fantasy winger keeper, so... You know, again, someone like me is looking to cash out on Nat Butcher, as you said, Stu. It's not a bad option. And he's probably as consistent as any other fullback in the league playing at wing. And he's on the best team in the league by a mile. Yeah, look, behind uh, And you've got three dates. You don't have two. You've got three. Yep. Three good dates. And, and behind Heinz and Tedesco. And look, he's one of the few guys who's playing Origin, I would say. Pick him up. 
yes, you run the gauntlet of Origin a little bit, but you run the gauntlet every week in the NRL. Oh, so, that's right. Uh, He's yes, pretty durable. He is. And like even with that big, like that nasty grade three MCL, he came back and he played well. So yep. uh, look, uh, I would, I'm 95% confident that I'm getting Brian Toto this week, which allows me to uh, yeet Sexton and uh, move uh, maybe Burton in or drink water into the halves. Uh, okay, so who have you got, mate? Just a quick one. Angus Crichton. The question is, bring in uh, Angus now or wait until after Origin. Like with everyone else, I'd be probably waiting after Origin. He's got a 58 break even. He's unlikely to, to punch anything bigger than that uh, against the Panthers. He has next week off. Grab him after Origin. That's a, that's a quick dispatch there. But he certainly should be in your uh, mind as an end-of-year keeper because Angus has looked really good. Uh, the last month, I thought, uh, and particularly at State of Origin, he really changed the tempo and flow of that game and brought, brought a bit of grunt to that New South Wales team. And it was hilarious. He was vomiting on the sideline at halftime. That's what you want, though, man. You want someone who's going to go out there and leave it all on the table. Yeah. Not well, friggin' lazy vomiting character. in the showers beforehand, too. Like, he had the stomach flu or something. And he's just, oh, did he? Yeah, like, apparently, apparently he kept nothing down that day. Couldn't even keep down, like, the... You know, and he was able to play like that. Man. That's what I mean. He's a monster. Uh, yeah. We called it though. We called it. We said that that was a bad omission, and Freddie should be, should have been crucified for it. He should be crucified now. But anyway. Well, look. The fact is, is that they won by enough that he's not right. But he's, you he's look in hindsight, New South Wales should have won. That they should have won the series. Campbell Gillard and Tarek Sims over Angus Crichton. That's egregious. That's, oh, that's, Campbell Gillard, I'd say. Look, Tarek Sims. He's proven it before. It's just he's just a bit down this year. Like he. You can make that mistake, but Campbell Gillard, yeah, I'd you say. can't make the St George team. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh, then again, it is Hook. A lot of people wouldn't make the St George team. Uh, oh, anyway, yeah, Nathan Cleary might struggle to make it. God, <laughs> depending. Oh, you didn't, you didn't do your PowerPoint, mate. All right, look, I've got the Panthers by fourteen for this one. Uh, I think that they're just lacking a little bit of grunt up forward, the Roosters. Uh, and especially if all the Panthers do f- pull up fit, because I know that James Fisher-Harris, like, I think they had 25 players playing Origin or Internationals this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a slight concern, but Penrith handily beat the, the Roosters last time and showed us why the Roosters are not going to be a top-four team. I've got them by 20. I think it's a bit like, as you said last time, Stu, the Panthers will win by as much as they want to. If they decide to click into fourth gear... Watch out, but I've got them by 20. That's true. And they, they don't panic. If, if they go down by 12, they'll work on it. They, they don't get blown up these days, which is I nice. Just, as, as you said, I think they'll, they'll just be too dominant up the middle. They'll park in the Roosters' uh, you know 40-meter zone, and they'll just keep rolling it in, getting repeat sets. And um, it'll probably be close-ish at halftime, and then they'll, they'll, they'll blow them away in the first 20 of the yeah. second half. Bit of fit, fitness about it, yeah. Yep. All right. Let's get Here's another good game. Saturday game. I'm actually. I want to see this one. I might. I might try and take Zoe to this one. because uh, we have the Bulldogs versus the Sharks, and I believe that this one is at Bankwest out at Parramatta, best stadium in Australia. So guys, uh, Bulldogs, same seventeen that beat the Tigers round fifteen. So Matt Burton is backing up. Uh, Curtis Moran remains on the bench as well. So well done to him. Having a look at the tw- up out to the twenty four, there's no real, there's no starters in this team. Their their depth is absolutely, which is what we talked about preseason, right? The Bulldogs' depth, as much as anything, there is none. An issue. Yeah, 
they're, they're selling everyone and they're selling even more this year. So, uh, yeah, that's them. How about the Sharks? What's happening? Mate, the Sharks 17 remains the same with Nico Hines and Talakai set to play. Uh, Ronaldo Molotalo has also been named after making his test debut for New Zealand. So Wade we're Graham, starting off. Wade Graham is named on the edge. Cam McInnes at 13. Dalphine Kane at 15, which is interesting. And Teague Wilton at 16. So that, that could change like, game day. Yeah, their rotation's a bit weird. It's like great Wade Graham starts the game for 20 minutes. And then Teague Wilton comes on and Wade Graham goes plays a bit of middle for a while. Like, as almost like a prop forward that plays a bit of ball. He really yeah. plays 13. Yeah. Cam McInnes then moves to prop. And then Dalfinukin comes on and plays the other prop. Their balance is just a little bit off at the moment. I think Graham's mm. stuffed it up a bit, to be honest, as I've said a few times. So it'll be interesting to see how they go against the Bulldogs because I think the dogs are a little bit frisky. I really do. I think... I think uh, Burton particularly has found a bit of a groove and their pack looks better uh, with Max King in the starting squad. This will be interesting. I think this will be much closer than people think. That's true. It, it's also quite interesting. Max King is still set to play at prop uh, with Paul Vaughan and that means that Luke Thompson, right? I actually, I had him written down because I thought he'd probably be returning this week, right? He's not back. That's a nasty HIA. He's been out for... Oh, you wouldn't... You know, you've got him in there. Weeks. I wouldn't touch him for the rest of the season. I don't like HIO players, mate. They're too unpredictable. It doesn't take much to get rid of them. Contact sport. Yeah, for sure. And look, it's also a bit of a shame because Luke Thompson, he's a pretty damn good player. And yeah, just being out like this is kind of crueling. I'll tell you what, Max King's a good player too, though. He is, but it means you could you could uh, dispense with Paul Vaughan. If I you... think they're going, well, this is it. So, like, uh, if, if uh, because I would take Luke Thompson over Paul Vaughan at the moment. I think I would take a lot of players over Paul Vaughan. He's a flog. Especially with that crap beard. Anyway, moving oh. on, uh, before Paul Vaughan, you know, leaves his mansion. He might have a bit of gone. time to hunt you down, man. He might. He might. <laughs> Mitchell Brown. No, anyway. <laughs> anyway, look, talking, talking about players that, uh, you know, are a bit risky, who have you got, mate? Uh, I've got Tavita Pengai Jr. Now, we've spoken about him before, and to anyone who didn't get off the train uh, like myself, and it was purely a, a cash reason, he missed the game against uh, Samoa with... Uh, no, was it Samoa or Tonga, Stu? Uh, he... I think he was playing for Samoa, and he he missed it. And just uh, when Gus was asked on Twitter, Gus just said injury, one word. Well, I think realistically it's probably that lower back continuing to play up and for anyone who was thinking about getting on him stay off him uh if you've got him and you've got trades cash out out of him and if you're like me well you just got to hope that he he's going to find some better form i did think in his last game he looked a little bit better he certainly had a lot more offloads but he continues to not hit the line at the speed that we're used to or certainly what he was doing at brisbane last year so i certainly couldn't recommend him and if you could get out i, I would get out yeah I'm, I'm just having a look at this side, right? So you've got Curtis Morin, a bloke we don't know about, right? And then I'm having a look at the rest of this time. So you've got Zach Docker-Clay, Corey Waddell, yeah, Joe Stimson, Curtis Morin, and then... He's going to get minutes. He has to. He has to. Like, there's no one else to play. But, like, uh, but even so, I don't know if I can recommend him because I no. thought in some ways he was less effective in the bigger minutes because he just seemed to run out of fuel and uh, lose interest. But I wonder if his he, back was just done to Kim Curry at that point. Well... I reckon so. Plus, he's probably because he's not training as hard because they're managing that injury, right? He's probably just down a bit on that. Yeah. 
That, and we could see it at Magic Round, right? Oh, and yeah, nothing's right. really changed. That, that's what got me to sell him. I'll be honest with you, watch him live. All right, look, I've got one guy that you probably want to pencil in. Raymond Fatala Mariner, 37 points, 17 break-even, 393k. So, look, there's still time to get on. He's the closest thing to a potential end-of-season bench keeper, sub-400k out there. So, like, whether it's for your bench or even for emergencies, you can play him. He's a safe-ish player. He's playing more minutes every week. And, again, look at this bench for the Bulldogs. There's just no one. He will play big minutes. And I think they've really committed to him for the future. Like he is very much so in the future for the Bulldogs. As we sort of said, he's probably still, oh gosh, I think at last time I see he was probably a month away. So he's probably another two weeks away from peak RFM. So it's 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 starting to become a now or never situation, particularly as the end of season uh, approaches. Yeah. And his minutes continue to increase. His impact continues yep. to increase. They've named him to start. It's that sort of thing. Yes, he might get swapped with Corey Waddell a little bit beforehand, but... You know, at some point he will. They only name people like that when they're on their way to taking. He's he, yeah, he's close. He's he's a couple of weeks away from peak, uh, which is a great thing to see because we were very worried it could be career ending. Uh, now the other one you've got here, Stu. We put an axe through, so I'm vetoing uh, that. No, because... I, I, I'm just saying here is it's told you so, Tom, which is Cam McInnes. All, all I'm saying is that look, Fenuken's back. You're starting to lose money. You're starting to lose points. And we told you. So oh, we, we've said that all year, though. Oh, uh, we did. But it's like it's the proof is in the actual pudding, right? Finucane finally came back. Came again, has got 40 points sucked in. Uh, get off. Next one, Will Kennedy. <laughs> the world's worst fullback for fantasy. Got 42 points last week, which was great. The Sharks played atrociously, which is a concern. And he's got a 14 break even, 254k, which makes him Ooh. the second best cash down, a uh, cash out this week. And I say he's a cash out, not a cash down, because you cannot play Will Kennedy in your team unless every other player is dead. So do not you. It is a cash out where you put him in your emergencies and only play him if Cooler and all the other players, you know, have some. Yeah, pretty much that. So, but. He is a cash-out option. He does play round 17 where you play those players. But risky. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I but don't he, love he it. Plays, but he plays round 17. You're an overall player. You need to find round 17 players. He's the cheapest round 17 starting fullback. Yep, that's true. All right. Look, for this one, I've got the Sharks by six. I think it'll be pretty close. The Bulldogs are playing pretty well. How about yourself, Mitch? Sharks are discombobulated. I can hear Nick yelling at me and getting upset and then laughing at me. Dogs of war by four. I don't mind it. Look, I, I reckon it'd be a close game. You They're know. frisky, man. This is not the first time they've lost, lost a coach and suddenly gone on a run. I thought they'd given up the ghost uh, when Baz had left, but I want to dig another one into Baz. It's like, mate, you know, Mick Potter's been coaching your team for a month and they look like a different unit. They do. And on an NRL coach, that's it. You should have stayed with Penrith. That's it. It's, it's maybe it was too liked by the players. I maybe because did you see that Burton has publicly said he's not going to renew his twenty twenty four option at this point? I like that news uh, because they threw a cat amongst the pigeons. Both of the Bulldogs who now know they need to find the eight hundred or so thousand dollars. 
but also there's probably two or three sides who need a he's he plays six but he's really a seven right i i reckon st george might be looking looking to get him ben hunt's only got a year left on his contract uh, depending on which way cam munster falls the storm might need someone the uh, roosters might need gross. someone with, with Mr. no XIA. no I'm just letting well, you know Look, uh, well uh, no because burton and walker are similar players right not really, because Walker's all silky up close, but Burton... He, with Burton doesn't drink lattes. He's not that sort of guy. He, he can't. I, I'm sick of the Roosters. Oh, they can just deal with Mr. Sick of the Roosters, But he still gets some money. The other oh. guys who might need... Well, his mum will be on 500k for working in the RSL. Of course he's going to get money. <laughs> the Look, even... I'm I'm just sort of thinking out loud here. I wouldn't... He wouldn't go to the Knights if he's got any sense, but they need a half, because Jake Clifford doesn't seem to be it, and Adam Clune and Milford certainly aren't it. The Dolphins. I don't think anyone can fix the Knights while Adam O'Brien's coaching. Right? No, nope. the Dolphins need someone. The Broncos need a longer term because Ezra Mam is a. He could have a million dollars heading his way, mate. Honestly, that's how well he's that. played, and some clubs are desperate. They're desperate, and the fact is, is there's only one club that doesn't need him, and that's the club that he left in the Panthers. It's filthy. So, you, you know what? If I were him. Like, <laughs> I would take half a million dollars for my mum to work at the Panthers RSL. <laughs> and just okay. play centre at Penrith. Or they were making, turning him into a second rower, actually, before he played centre in 2021. Oh, he could play anywhere. You've seen the size of him. He's an absolute monster. Yeah, that's it. Play him second row. Play him, play him centre. You know, pay him five hundred. If, if, if Cleary or Luai gets injured, you know, you put him in half. It's gross. No, that can't happen either. Um but, but seriously, Roosters or Storm, they're, you know, you want to go play finals, they're the guys to play for. Yep. Yep. The rich get richer. All right, <laughs> let's crack on to the next game. So we've got the Cowboys and the Broncos. And, mate, this time last year, this would have been find something better to do with, with the uh, the wife or girlfriend. But this is third versus fifth. This should be a good game. Very good game. So let's have a look at the Cowboys. Luciano Leilua debuts. 100th NRL game for the Cowboys. If I said that at the beginning of the year, people would have laughed. Uh, Tom Gilbert goes into the starting position uh, after copying some sort of eye injury. Uh, and Conley, uh, Lumilu dropping out of the side. Kyle Felt also eyeing a return, being named in reserves, which will throw the cat amongst the pigeons of who actually drops out, which we will have to discuss because that actually matters. Uh... I'm trying to think all the origin players and rep players so Jason Tamuolo Holmes Peter Hiku and Jeremiah Nanai all back up now what's happening with the Broncos Adam Reynolds mate returning from his rib injury while Payne Haas has been named despite suffering that ankle injury so he may be a late game withdrawal I just keep an eye on that mm-hmm. um, Paddy Carrigan Kurt Capel Cobbo and Staggs have all been named to back up after the rep round that's it. Well, Stags proved why it's not a 5-8. So there goes that oh, dream. Oh, jeez. Yep. Oh, it wasn't a good game. For him, it was all right. but There was, was whispers there that it was a Kevy who wanted to play him at 5-8. Isn't he glad he didn't do that? I Ooh. think Stags is certainly... Uh, I think Stags was pushing because he wants 5-8 money. So, well, he's not a 5-8, so just be good at centre. Yeah, that's Turn it. up every week. Do that. Look, Kurt Cable's name to back up too, which is nice. Um, so obviously he's over whatever that neck, you know, that bulging disc we suspected a few weeks ago. Well, and he's probably had a bit of cortisone in there and it's worked. So that's, that's good news. That's good news. Cause if he had had to have any type of surgery, that's, that would have ruled him out for 
Gee, somewhere between six and 12 weeks, it would have probably been closer to 12, so it wouldn't have been good. Okay. Well, look, let's talk about like one piece of news. So Cole Felt, so he's at 22. Look at this Cowboys team. So we've got Scotty Drinkwater, Hammer, Val Holmes, Peter Hiku, Murray Tuolagi, right? So you think out of those, Kyle felt like Hammer gets shifted, right, by that? Hammer to 14. Hammer to 14, which pushes Drakey Granville probably straight out because yep. Luciano is a big enough boy along the rest to play wherever he needs to play. And then uh, uh, you would think Reese Robson will play the full 80. Reese Robson. And look, he mostly was anyway. Like, great Granville was coming on playing a bit of 13. Utility role. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And all playing Which is good for Lolo because that might bump his minutes a touch. That's it. And it also brings in a bit of concern for, you know, does Scotty Drinkwater play a little bit less, but he's playing so bloody well, right? No, no, no. You don't want to muck with that. No. So anyway, that's that's just a bit of an interesting thought there is is that just watch out because Kyle Felt will be the cat amongst the pigeons because that back line, pretty stacked. Um, Okay, so... Who have you got, Mitch? Uh, mate, for this week, I've got Adam Reynolds and Payne Haas. So let's talk about Adam Reynolds first. Look, he's coming off that rib injury. It's now uh, two two weeks. No, it would be three Plus weeks the after. Plus week with the rep round. Yeah, so, no, yeah, so it's, it's three weeks with the rep round. Um, he should be feeling quite a bit better. They usually somewhere between one to four weeks, these rib injuries. They are quite painful. He's got a 60 break even. I would like to just see what his line engagements are like this week and how he actually looks before I picked him up if you didn't own him, which I think most people are looking to bring him in. I'd wait at least one week because I think he'll most likely have somewhere in the 50s. He'll play that dinner suit role. As a result, he won't have above 60. I'd be really surprised if he did that. Um, And then from there, if he looks the good, look, we saw with Dave Fafita last year, they'll pad him up. He'll get back to normal Adam Reynolds and he should be pretty well good to go. But I'd want to look at him this week because Reynolds can sometimes, uh, those lingering uh, niggles can stick around with him for a bit. So I'd want uh, the one round for that. The other one we have is Payne Haas. So certainly if you don't own him, he's a stay away till round 19. If you do, he's a hold. You're too far down the rabbit hole and he's too high quality player to not play him probably the big piece of advice i would have for anyone out there is just to keep an eye for a possible weight late withdrawal i don't think with a lateral ligament it would be particularly given he's named in the starting squad but just beware that that could happen uh and again for those who don't own him we're looking to get him round 19 or so when his break even balances out and his niggles are looking a little bit better because he's had ac injuries on both sides and now the lateral ligament it's just one thing after another with pain at the moment and and you know pat carrigan has looked great with the extra minutes so it could very well be that pain sort of slots into that 65 minute role which brings his price point probably more to the mid 750s as opposed to those 800 uh, k numbers we saw earlier in the year Ooh. Well, look, uh, speaking of uh, forwards who have had sort of a bit of an up-and-down season, Jason Talmololo, we're bringing up again because he's at that interesting price point for the Nat Butcher holders, 587k. So, look, he got 44 points, which is a decent score, considering that the Cowboys were getting toweled up most of the game before that late comeback, you know, which uh, the fullbacks... Oh, Controversial yeah. late comeback. That's it. But it's, it's, you know, the back line, you know, normally make up the majority of those points when you do those comebacks. So he didn't pick up some of them. 
Uh, look, I had here possible Payne Haas cash down, but look, not really. I wouldn't sell Payne Haas. I think if you have him, you hold him, and if you yes. don't, you don't touch him. Yeah, that's that'd be the a rule Nat there. Butcher cash cash down. You need a middle for yep. Nat Butcher. I think that's a good one. Uh, Jason Tamalolo, look, he looked good in the rep game as well. Uh, look, he looks back to being fit, F I T fit. So no hand injuries, no mucking around injuries. He just looks back to JT. So it's just the game's a little bit different, so he's not 900K. Uh, and look, I've got Scotty Drinkwater here. I want to talk about him because I know people will be worried if Felt's back in and Hammer's back in the side. But I think Scotty Drinkwater is probably the best attacking spine player at the Cowboys and has really been part of that run that they've had along with Chad Townsend just really being the adult in that team and knowing when to uh, game manage the game. So, look, Scotty Drinkwater on that side, he got 50 points. He's got a 30 break even, he's 607k. Look, he's pretty near his value. But, look, you got Heinz and Tedesco at wing fullback. But then you got, who else have you got, right? Like, you got Paps has been injured a couple yep. of weeks away from being. Ponga is, you know, we said we're not touching him. Edwards is more expensive with a lower ceiling. Uh, and so, he's also got DPP. Uh, half our wing fullback. So, look, Scotty Drinkwater still for me is still a decent option. Obviously, you're not getting on as well as you did a few weeks ago, but you can still get him. So, anyway. Yeah, so- I don't I don't think you've missed the boat on him at all. And he really, as you've said many times, has sewn at that spot. And I don't think we can trust Ryan Pappenhausen. We sort of discussed it before that we're going to wait till he comes back. Uh, we want to wait three or four weeks till he really hits his stride, and then we have the risk of him being rested. Scott Drinkwater isn't going to have none of those concerns. Yeah, that's uh, it. And, and he, he looks like a pretty durable type of fellow, Scotty Drinkwater. Like, he's not he's not limping around. He's not sort of shuffling around in back play, clutching at stuff like some of the other, you know, wingers or fullbacks do. So he just seems to get on with it. All right, so look, looking at this one, uh, I have, it's up, I'm only calling this because it's uh, it's up in North Queensland. I've got the Cowboys by eight. I think this is a game where we really find out where both teams are at. Hmm. It's a flip of the coin, mate. I've got, um, they've got Adam Reynolds managing that game. I've got uh, Broncos by one. Easy, I like it. You know, Adam Reynolds is is pretty good for one or for two from a distance, right? Yep. Filth. All right, let's get to the last game of Saturday night. Uh, So, Rabbitohs versus Eels. So, at a cool stadium, which is why I will not be watching this live because that's the second worst place in Australia to watch it after the SGG. (laughs) You sit so far away from it. It's like... Oh, it's ridiculous. You may as well just be sitting at the pub, like at the back, behind someone who's blocking half the screen. Well, mate, it's exactly why you never get more than 20,000 out there, unless it's a final. That's It's it. ridiculous. Yeah, and, on, and, and, and they still don't make the decent seats cheap, even though they, you know, they can fit 50,000 in the decent seats. Yep. So you end up on this weird corner spot. You know, occasionally that's good because you see 16 tries scored down there, but you only get those games every once in a while. Uh, go watch the Panthers at a call. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so... Uh, look, Latrell Mitchell is back for the Rabbitohs uh, at fullback. He's back, which pushes Cody Nicarima to 14. And Blake Taff, if you still owned him, well, he's in the reserves. He's 18th man. 
Cam Murray uh, has been named at 13, which is great. Uh, Thomas Burgess has been moved to the bench. Uh, Jay Arrow, Damien Cook have been named. Uh, Mark Nichols takes that starting spot from Tom Burgess, who had a pretty shocking game the week before versus uh, the Dragons, where they got pumped. Oh, he did not look good. Uh, it's, I think it was just a bit of a hangover from his uh, 200. Like, it was just... He was so good the week before. I think it's just one of those ones where, you, you know, it's, it's not intentional. You're not trying to back it up. Can't get up two games in a row. Or as, as a forward that big, it's probably pretty tough. Yeah, that's well, that's true. We've, we've seen it with money, though. Uh, he hasn't been the same player since that first Origin game. And I don't think he will be until probably a couple of games after the third Origin game. So you know, it's, it's not just restricted to forwards. True. All right. So what's happening with the Eels? Uh, so Junior Paulo, Dylan Brown, uh, Marita Nicora, Wanga Blake, Mike Acevo have all been named to play in the Eels 17, the best of the Roosters in round 15. Easy. Uh, okay, how about you kick us off, mate, with your, you know, your, your great uh, mate, Lachlan Ilias. Mate, I, I might quickly throw this one back to you, particularly as a Lachlan Ilias owner. I mean, I thought thought really hard about getting off him the week before this infamous minus three, but basically held on to him because he's being consistent and on the rise. Probably the big concern for me, and this happened the game before, and we did discuss it briefly, was those missed tackles. It seems like teams have figured out that he can't tackle and are running at him, and he just had a nightmare game against that St. George forward pack. With a 58 break even, uh, he's down to 421k. So you still have made about 120k on Lachlan. Mm. Is it sell time? Oh, man, I'm tempted to. I'm sort of looking for a bit of counsel from you on what you think. Because for him to get back to his previous price point, uh, I believe he would have to have... Yeah, well, it would be at least that. It would be three weeks of scoring 45 each round, which would be kind of the peak of his powers as far as his scoring goes. So that would be wishful thinking. Uh, and I've put him down to 40 points. Uh, even after three weeks of having 40 points, he still would lose 10K after this week. Yep. And look, so, for, for him to for him to get back uh, into round 18, look, I know he plays round 17. And people are like, he plays round 17. It's like, yes, but if he's absolutely butchering your team value at the same time, uh, yeah, he needs an average of 55 to get back where he was by round 18. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm, I'm actually thinking he's going to have more missed tackles because as you sort of said and you called it, he, or it might have been Nick, he, he's been found out. Teams know to run at him. Yeah. Oh, he's, I, he's I, like Jamie Sauer 2.0, speed bump. I, 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 think, I think we both we both called it in that game because uh, I the Dragons have a better wing on the other side of the field with... Um, What's his name? Uh, Ravalawa. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, and Lomax. So that's that's the name I couldn't remember. So uh, with Lomax, but they weren't running that side at all. They were running all Suli, and Suli was just running at the outside shoulder of Lachlan Ilias, and getting meters and meters and meters. So and the other issues is that they um, they I believe correct me if I'm wrong here because I'm talking about a little while. They moved Campbell Graham from the right to the left. Uh, to, uh, yep. To be on that left-hand sweep, which means is that he doesn't have the same coverage that he used to. And that's probably where it's where it's stinging because Campbell Graham is a fantastic defensive center. Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah. So look, yeah, Lachlan is for me big sell, big sell. Yep. 
All right, so I've got, we might have to dip into my war chest for him. Uh, the other one we've got here, mate, is Latrell Mitchell. So he's 73 break-even and he's at 591k. The question you've posed to me is what price is Latrell worth picking up? Well, basically, it's not the price so much as the two-date rule. So I'm looking for two games where he looks uh, to be the business. And I personally would almost want to watch him live. That would really help me. I'd want to see what he was doing off the ball. I'm hoping there might be a game that the Rabbitohs are playing with a team I might actually like to watch uh, at a time I can go because... With the telecast, you really only see him when he gets involved and he pops his head up, and often he'll look good in that scenario. What I'd be looking for Latrell is his involvements off the ball. So we're looking for his fitness, his peak speed, his ability to go and go again, which is really where that fullback value is going to occur because he's constantly in the play. Um, I don't think there's a price due so much as I'd need to see him back to Latrell Mitchell. And, you know, apparently he's lost 10 kilos. He could probably afford to lose another 10. Um, we just want to see him back to where he was at the Roosters when he was a viable fantasy option. Fair enough. Well, look, round 18, they're versus the Bulldogs, I believe, over at Bankwest again. Ooh. So uh, su- Sunday, 6.15 p.m., So which is premium time down there too. So, mate, if you want to go. That's uh, tempting. It, is, it should be a good game. The other interesting one is uh, out there, like, yeah, watching him. I, yeah, you really do want the three-date rule, don't you? Because he's really only played, what, four games this year? You just need to see games. And until you see some games in the break-even stabilise, he's just not, he's untouchable. Um, Cam, you Cam Murray. Spider Cam. You, if you get that view, you know how sometimes you get the Spider yeah. Cam view. And yep. <laughs> keep him up on that so you can just keep an eye on him. Anyway. If you can change to it, that's what I'd be doing. Uh, Cam Murray's the other one, mate. He's at 819k. 71 points last game at a 64 break even. Like, that 71 points against the Dragons team that was toweling them up was really quite impressive. When do we want to get Murray? Well, basically, as soon as I can after Origin, when I know he's not busted, I'll be looking to get him. My war chest, some of that money is Cam Murray money, and I'll be looking to grab him at that point because he is a high-octane player um, with huge upside. So definitely looking to get on Cam Murray uh, in the next three weeks. Do you... Your thoughts? Yeah, oh, look. Yeah, look, a 64 break even means it's not essential to get him this week. The fact he's come down from that 900K to like 820 means if he's he not quite priced out now, is he? No, he's not. And look, versus the Eels, look, the thing is, is that he doesn't have a lot of chill. I'm just hoping that he gets a bit of bench time backing up from Origin in this game. I'm having a look at that bench. I'm not really seeing much in there. Harme Selly. Sevilla Havili and Tom Burgess isn't exactly inspiring confidence that he'll get much time on the bench. But no. you never know. So if he does get a spell, uh, I definitely want him. I almost want him this week. I'm just trying to work out, can I do it? And how many trades have I got just left let, to burn? Just let him get through Origin. Plays hard Origin. He could pick up an injury and then you've only had him for one week. It's a trade burn. That's filth. Okay. Uh, he's not easy. Even if he cracks out 74... 75, he wouldn't go up more than 510k in value. You're not losing your shirt. I think, you know, you might lose the points. Um, so I suppose if you're still playing head-to-head, mate, maybe you get him, but it could be gross if he get, goes down for origin and he's not playing next week. So I, I really think it'd be a mistake to get him this week. Fair enough. Talk me out. Look, I've got... Uh, look, with the news that... Uh, we'll cover it further a bit later, but with the news that Ewan Aitken is actually now a centre-playing centre... Uh, people will be thinking about Ooh. the center options a little bit more. So I put up Campbell Graham. So look, 
He got 22 points in the team that was getting pumped. He's got a 51 break even, 630k. Look, he's got a poor score last week. A tough game brings him back to affordability maybe in a couple of weeks at centre. So, and he's playing on that favoured left side a bit. Uh, so the Bunnies have a bit of a tough run home, but it means that they'll just go back to usual. And you've got Latrell hanging out the back now, not Blake Taff or Cody Nikorima. So which means additional points for the when they run left. So yep. Campbell Graham uh, is certainly on centre watch. Uh, pretty much peak value at the moment, but we'll drop some coin. Uh, speaking of dropping coin, Isaiah Papali'i. Finally back down to Vega affordability after sitting in, what, 920 or so. Yep. He's back to 839k. So round 17 for overall, 84 break even. Mitch, is it like a... Would you definitely want to wait till next week for pick yep. up Isaiah Papali? Yep, at an 84 break even, I would. And then he's a lock. That's it, unless you're selling that Butcher. If you're selling that Butcher, sell him this week because... More than likely, Nat Butcher will lose more coin than Isaiah Papali'i will. That's true, and Isaiah Papali'i will get points. Well, I, you know, mate, I could, I could put some of my six hundred k Warchester to that. I could make that trade. You could. He's a good player. Well, he, he you don't really lose if you could put six hundred. I'm not getting in for bargain basement and Isaiah Papali'i. That's filth. Mm. Anyway, so I, I, I think, I think. Ipart would give me a fairly elite back row. My back row would be Angus Crichton. Uh, this would be my forward pack. I'd have Crichton, Jackson, Lolo, Harris, Junior, and I could actually play Papa Lee off my bench with Barnett <laughs> there as well. <laughs> that is absolute filth. Oh, look, this is the year of the forwards, I think, because a lot of people have gone in because the back line's just been so poor. So It's been pretty... too unpredictable, hasn't it? Oh, it has been. All right. Uh so, look, Isaiah Papley, definitely round 17. Uh, I'm thinking about trying to get him in if I can swing it. Uh, I think I've talked myself or you've talked me out of Cam Murray for this round, which means Isaiah Papley could be for next round. Uh, all right, the last one. Look, we really got three players here. So we've got Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses. So is either worth round 17 pickup? And the answer is, look, flip a coin between Dylan Brown and... Mitchell Moses and Jerome Hughes, whichever one you feel the best about, you can go with because the answer is is that their averages are so close to each other, it's pretty filthy. Like uh, Dylan Brown has been very good this year, but uh, he just doesn't have. Uh, he also has some quiet games. He's had that moon boot injury. Mitchell Moses wanders in and wanders out of games, but when he wanders in, he can score pretty well. Like that game versus the Bulldogs, you know, he, he did score better than Dylan Brown because he just got two line breaks just by trying a little bit. Yep. I, I just don't feel like I want to pick up either of those players, though. I just don't trust either of them. I think there are better options out there. I look at Jerome Hughes and go, I think I'm more interested in getting him at 600K. Yep. Uh, as I said there, it's like it's just pick whichever one you feel best about, like out of yep. those three, and you can go for it because... And they're the three that you want for round 17. I had a look through the rest of the round 17 players... And we got to talk about that because people would be buying them, right? I'm assuming that everyone has Hines and no one really has Hastings or Brooks. And so you can risk it on Reynolds. Uh, Hunt won't be playing. Uh, <laughs> or Ilias, like Milford, like you don't want to be playing any of these guys. So it's really no. Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses or Jerome Hughes. Just yeah, pick whichever one you feel best about. 
Jerome Hughes plays on the storm, mate. No brainer. That's true. Last one for Ryan Madison, 57 points, 73 break even, 827k. I think that massive run that he went on, I think that finally is kind of peaked a little bit. He's coming back down to earth. I think he'll end the season around 650, 700k playing off the bench. Ryan Madison, uh, especially if they come into a few tougher games. Oh, he is playing 13 this week. He is. Hold on, what does that bench look like? So this is the one thing I didn't check very hard. Jeez, he is too. And look at that bench. Near Kore is 15. So they've done it. They've done the right by Papali too. He could score 80 because he's on, he's I, on I, the edge. I'm bringing in Papali, mate. You've convinced me. Uh, Man. I'm bringing, in, I'm bringing in Ipapi. I, I'm going big now. I've got to do it. Okay. I can risk it. Near Kore. Well, that's true. And he plays around 17, doesn't play Origin. Because as you said, Butcher's going to lose more than Papi is. And and Butch is only going down whereas I Papi, he's gonna come back up or at worst keep maintain value. He will on an edge. Uh look, this looks like the best version of the Eels as well. Right, so uh yeah, so for Matto, I'm still mixed. I would get Papalidi, I'd probably get Angus Crichton, I'd get a few other players before Ryan Madison, especially at eight twenty seven K. Cam Murray, the list goes on. Oh yeah, that's it. Uh awesome. Let's get to the Sunday games. Uh two PM. Uh, contender for possibly the you know scrappiest game of the week Warriors versus the West Tigers over in New Zealand so well done to the Warriors and they've given you a shot at winning a game so because they've given you the West Tigers oh jeez so look uh, one change which is you and Aitken moves to the centres boo oh and drops to the reserves Jazz Tavanga and oh, here we go interesting stat Jazz Tavanga and Chanel Harris-Tavita are the only remaining players from the Warriors' last home game in 2019. Wow. And Chanel Harris-Tavita is retiring uh, from footy at the end of this year. So the only one who left will be uh, Tohu. Uh, oh, no, Tavanga. No, I, I, I don't think Tohu. Oh, no, Tohu came from Melbourne, so it's just Tavanga. That's it. That's it. Well, that says a lot about New Zealand. I mean... They've had a tough, tough go of it, though. Two years not being able to play at home. Yeah. That's, and and that's just rough. trying to sign people, right? Like trying to sign people who are living in Australia and then going come to New Zealand at a time when, like, lockdowns and... Never mind players, mate. The freaking coach didn't want to do it. That's it. Oh, I think the coach jumped before it was pushed. But, yeah, I get your point. All right. So, look, who are we looking at for the Tigers, mate? Mate, uh, Luke Brooks has survived the axe. Uh, God knows how. As Stefano Udomikamano and James Roberts return, Famua Brown has been named to start at hooker as Dewey stays on the bench. Bit of a concern there. Tamo will start at prop with Alex Dwar concussion sideline and Fanua Pole will debut off the bench. Uh, Stu, I might kick us off. So Tohu, Tohu Harris, 43 points. 53 break even. He's at 607k. That's an absolute bargain. Is it buy um, time? It, I've had a buy rating on him for about three weeks. He's just too darn good a player to be kept down forever. Uh, and they're back in New Zealand. Um, so he, would you he, buy him over Tamalolo if you needed a middle? Or, or okay, let, let me put these three up for you, okay? You own that butcher. You have Tohu Harris, you have Jason Tamalolo, and you, and you have, have Mitch Barnett. Uh, Mitch Barnett. Who are you buying? Harris, Lolo, Barnett, in that order. I own all three of them. I own all three. Two. I own two of the three. So, okay, good to know. Uh, okay, Satoru Harris. Okay, buy rating on him. That's good to know. 
He's got the highest ceiling, mate. He's just coming off that ACL. If you're playing overall, perhaps you go Lolo. If you're playing head-to-head, go Harris. Nice. Okay. Harris is going to keep improving. Uh, if you're playing overall, the only thing is Mitch Barnett plays 17. So That's true, but he's on the game. most unstable side in the league. Like Adam O'Brien might not be coaching next week and he could be dropped. That's true. So. If he doesn't win the coach cup, he might he might be on the... Yeah, who knows? Justin Holbrook might survive. He probably deserves to. Over at Adam O'Brien. Anyway, okay. Who... Um, now we've turned into NRL 360. <laughs> Killing coaches. Well, do you know what? We, we would do a better job. Uh, compared to uh, Braith and Astor, it's, it's not hard. Uh, he kicked it too short or too long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Speaking of uh, kicking it too short or too long, you and Aiken. Uh, oh, mate. This, this is, yeah, this is a bugger. He's been moved from second row to center. It's my fears have come true. I, I, I warned you and Nick that this had happened, and now it has. Um, although we made quite a good amount of cash out of it. I think he's currently sitting at a 60 break, mate. Yeah, he is. Um, I think it's time to sell. I'm out because Who's where are the points for centers? Well, see, this is it, right? I have Crichton, Burton, and Cooler, so I'm just going to move Stephen Crichton into center, which is why I've kept him all year. Yep. Um, Cooler's my coverage in emergency, and I could, you know, I've got 600 and something K sitting there. I could turn that into Cam Murray. I could turn that into I Puppy. Um, yeah, you I'm out. To a proper second row, you're out. Yep. I'm out. Ugh. I'm. Look, I've I just don't of... see where the points are coming from. And he's not going to go back to second row. Stacey Jones doesn't want him there. No, that's true. Well, he's not playing next season for him. He's playing for the Dolphins. So, yeah, they're Self. just clearing decks there to make sure that there's... I think it's fair. I think that um, if you look at the side, right, Rocco Berry needs some time in reserve grade. He's a great player. I reckon he'll be a future gun. He just needs a bit of time to get some confidence when they've been pumped this year and a little bit of game time. And uh, Viliami Vailia, he's got a broken jaw, right? Uh, so if you look, yeah, and then they're playing Jesse Arthurs, who's on loan, right? And obviously, uh, Adam Pompey's not been playing well enough to pick. So uh, yeah. times are hard. Times are hard for the Warriors. They they re- and and they can't buy anyone. No one will sign with them, or they don't have a coach, and no one wants to coach them. That's how bad the owner must be to work for. To be honest. The fact that they get super league coaches are rejecting working for the Warriors. Yeah, it's not good. It's really I think good. I think some time in New Zealand will sort them out. I do. Yeah, off for sure. And they get back to the talent pool. They get back to the juniors. I think it'll help a lot. And the juniors get to be around the first graders, which is where they really perform, right? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. okay. So look, looking at that, uh, you and I can, yeah. The answer is, is that if you're six trades or less, you keep you and I can. You have to. You can't be mucking around with trades this close for green dots. You, you just can't be. Uh, look, I've got Matt Burton, Joey Manu as my centres. So I'm That's not bad. I, I could I could get Ma- Manu, but... Oh, Manu at 691. You can't buy him. No, I, I no, think Crichton and Burton's my it. answer. And and yep. uh, look, I don't love Murray, but I don't mind pa- I Papi. Yeah, that's it. And you just wait for Murray to pass Origin. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my yeah, you and I can. It's it's one of those ones. Work out where your trades are at, guys, because seriously, you will absolutely butcher yourself if you start killing green dots and then players start falling over after Origin. Nathan Cleary gets injured, right? Payne Haas. It turns out to he worsens the ankle injuries out. 
you know, Harry Grant suffers a head knock, misses two weeks. Like people just be playing 15 players if something like that comes out of Origin 3. Just don't know. I think that'll be really, I think that'll be a bit of a bloodbath in some court. Mm. Look, uh, okay, I've got a real quick, quick couple. So look, a few people have been talking about Joe Off and Gary as a pod. I've been seeing that around the traps, especially um, on the uh, Fantasy Amateurs uh, group page. Uh, look, he's a real option, but with Stefano named back, uh, I would say that, look, he, yes, he's a pod, but the point of difference is probably bad. It's the Tigers. Uh, he's been playing really well for the Tigers, but it's just there's better Don't players. Don't buy Tigers team. players. Yeah, there's better players. Go buy Paddy Carrigan. Like, wait around. Go buy Paddy Carrigan. Yep. So, uh, or whoever else. I know Tigers play 17, but they play it against the Eels, who will have no one playing Origin except Junior Polo. Don't bother. Um, Reese Walsh, though, I do really want to talk about these two. Reese Walsh, we talked about the two date rule. We talked about him last week when he got 59 versus the Panthers. Uh, sorry, versus uh, who are they playing last week? It doesn't matter. Panthers. Uh, yeah, they got a 60 versus the Panthers. And if he's the week before, oh, it's huge. He played really well. So I think, look, Reese Walsh is finally, I think he's getting a bit of Stacey Jones in him. Uh, in in the uh, best possible sense, and so he's uh, is playing well. So I would say that this is the this is the real pot option for you. You know, we're talking about guys you can get into your side to be that third or fourth wing fullback. If you don't love Brian Toto because he's playing Origin and you don't want him, you don't really love the idea of Scott Drinkwater in your team. Reese Walsh could do it. He's kicking goals. Like they're really they're building for the future. They're building next. They're getting him much more involved. He seems to be taking. You know, he had that really good forty twenty. He's sort of taking over a lot from Sean Johnson. Um, I certainly have Reese Walsh floating as my other option to Brian Toll. He's certainly a riskier option, so his ceiling's probably a lot higher, but his floor is a lot lower. Mm. Uh, I don't hate it, mate, because he's going to drink. He's drinking a lot of the milkshake out there, as you said. Stacey Jones is getting in his ear. Yep. Um, well, since Stacey Jones has taken over, player. since Stacey Jones took over, he's kicked for about 150 meters a game. His run meters are up. Uh, it's just it's all across base stats. Just up, he's playing more, right? Offloading a bit more, getting in the attacking structures a bit more. He doesn't have a coach playing for his job anymore. Yep. So I I, I think it's quite interesting. I. Uh... I might actually get Reese Walsh over Brian Toto, to be honest. Fair enough. Uh, look, he's a bit of a pod. He's playing for the Warriors, uh, so be aware. Uh, you know, the Warriors are like the Tigers, only less predictable uh, in how disappointed you'll be. Uh, speaking of interesting guys, Ronald Volkman, back for a second week. 32 points against the Panthers, which is a pretty good stat, right? Uh, he... He's a bit of an interesting choice here. He's a real cash-down, cash-out option for them uh, after signing. He signed from uh, the Roosters' reserve grade. Wow. So, yeah, well, that's that's where he's been at. So, uh, he's he's so much of a pod, I can't even pull up the fixtures or match stats list for him on the NRL Fantasy page. He's only got a general stats page, right? Yep. That's where we're at with him. God. They haven't actually made the rest of the pages for him. So... But for him, 32 points and a six break even means he is one of the better cash down options. If you need to make a double trade or triple trade this weekend 
I need to catch down. Ronald Volkman's the guy I say you should do it to. Uh, certainly, certainly a better option than Will Kennedy, I think. Well, that's it, because at least you can play Ronald Volkman in your 17. You know you're probably going to get sort of like a 30-odd. Like, if you get 32 versus the Panthers, right, with bloody Kikau running at you all night, you'll do all right against some other fellas. And as you said, they're building for the future. Uh, he's looking to take over from Sean Johnson. So I think, yeah. you know, uh, his floor's probably 25 and his ceiling's probably in the mid-40s. That's it. Which is and- better than uh, Will Kennedy, who can get minus. Yeah, twice in a row. Jeez. All right, let's talk about the last game, which is down at Wynn Stadium. And so be aware for this one. The reason why I asked about the win last time is because it was so windy when the Jaguars played against Souths down here. They'll probably look to repeat the ambush as they play the Raiders at 4 p.m. Sunday. So They have a reasonable record against the Raiders at Win. At Win. Anywhere else they suck against the Raiders, but they have a good record at Win. A lot of... I'll be honest with you there. I think it's the Win down there. A lot of players... I, I reckon they should move all their games to Win as, as someone who holds season tickets. I'd rather they just go Win at Win because they're much harder to beat out there. Teams struggle. It's a real fortress down there. Yeah, same as Shark Park. They're the two stadiums left which have real proper sea breezes on them like yep. a lot of the year. And so if it's blowing anywhere in Sydney, it'll blow real hard down there. And uh, it's just open. Teams aren't used yep. to it. They're used to playing at a core where, you know, the closest thing you get to a wind is when you walk outside and a piece of rubbish hits you in the face. All right. Uh, speaking of rubbish, uh, Dragons team this week, Ben Hunt will be monitored with an ankle injury when he got Junior Paulo'd uh, from behind. <laughs> oh, that looked... I could see him grimacing after that tackle. He just... Junior Paulo came up behind him and sort of tackled him and fell, and you could just see the foot go, no, I don't like that. <laughs> Buckled a little bit. No one's foot's going to like that, mate. Junior Paulo's a big man. That's so it. I'd say it'd be a low-grade lateral ligament again, uh, much like Payne Haas. Probably will affect Benny Hunt a bit more because he does like those line engagements. So as a Ben Hunt owner, I don't like seeing that. That's um, That doesn't feel good. Well, look, they're, they're the same 17. Otherwise, Aaron Woods continues his run of awful friggin' Triple M. Uh, sorry, Aaron Woods. Like, if you're listening, man, you, you're not very good on Triple M and you should stop. Uh, I'd rather listen to Wade Graham or, I don't know. Anyone else. Yes, yeah, Static. Great master. Ooh. Jeez, that's imagine a tough a, imagine one. A, imagine imagine should, a show with those two. Man, if I had to put up a poll between whether you'd rather <laughs> listen to Aaron Woods or Braith the Nast, no, I think Aaron Woods would win that one. Sorry. Oh, we should do that. I'm actually now intrigued. <laughs> you get done for slander, probably. Yeah, but probably. Not. Anyway, look, uh, Raiders team. What's happening with the Raiders team? Uh, Jack Whiten returns from COVID protocols. Uh, surprised NRL teams are still adhering to those. Matt Frawley dropping out. Uh, Charles Nicoclogstat makes that return from a hamstring injury and he's sitting on the bench. Marone's prop Josh Papali is backing up after reduced minutes in origin. Uh, and he's in the starting side, so he's starting at eight there. Ooh, okay. Mm, not on the bench. I only played 23 minutes, so... I, I, I don't know what Billy's seeing there, but obviously he's seeing that he's just... Uh, I think we said it a little while back. Josh Pupley is, is off the boil for the forwards. Think, yeah, you might be on the back nine of his career here, I think. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, the forwards down there, he is on the back nine, which leads to uh, the other forward in the pack. Yeah, Joey Tarpany, mate. So he's at 58 points for his last game. Preceding that, he had a 93, I believe. 
uh, 37 break even, and he's at 798k. Now the question is, is he finally a keeper? Well, I think at that price point, I'm starting to get a bit nervous, particularly when Cam Murray's at 820 or iPuppy's at 830, which you know I think are higher or, or better octane players. But I do think that Joey Tarpany is in Sticky's good books, which is a good place to be. He's playing bigger minutes. He loves an offload. He can play the ball. Uh, he He's able to bend the line back. He's certainly finally starting to become the player that the Raiders hoped he would turn into. So he's a very, very tasty uh, player of difference, Stu. And he's someone I'm considering bringing into my team. But with iPuppy, sort of a bit, bit of a more realistically affordable player, I probably won't. But do you have any interest bringing in Joey Tarpany? Look, I, th- I think we talked about there. If you've got Isaiah Papali and uh, Cam Murray for 20k more. Look, Joe Tarpany is really good and he's been playing. He's actually been playing really well and he's finally getting the minutes. He looks good. He, he's passing the eye test, mate. I, I like the Raiders, so I watch all their games. He does look good. Yep, and, uh, and he's getting the minutes, which we always wanted. He was always that sub 40, right? Minute guy. He was always the first benched off and he's yep. not anymore. He's that, pushing 50 and 60 minutes. That's it, and he's getting the scores to go with it, those offloads, and the fact the four-point offloads are really helping him too. So, look, I like it. I think it will depend on strength of schedule. Uh, I think that if you already got, like, Isaiah Papali, I think he's a good pot alternate to Cam Murray, simply due to the fact that he uh, won't play Origin. He doesn't play yep. 17. So, I, I, I for overall, you pick Isaiah Papali ahead of him. Oh, uh, who else have you the, got? The other one, mate, is Xavier Savage. So 40 points. He's at a zero break even. Now, the concern right now is Charles Nickel-Clogstad sitting on that bench there. Oh, Savage has had moments where he certainly wouldn't be in Sticky's good books. He does look good, though, when he looks good. And, and I think the Raiders are on the rise. And having that little bit of X factor in Savage is a good thing to have. So I'm hoping that Ricky sticks with him because he sits on my team and I've been playing him and riding the lightning with Savage over the last fortnight of fantasy. Um, at a zero break even, if you have him, he's a hold, but just be prepared that anything could happen there and you might be looking to cash out or cash down uh, in the next week or two if, if Savage does earn Ricky's ire. Uh, Stu, you didn't end up picking up Savage, no, did you? I, I got him. Oh, you've got I, him I as got well. What, are your thoughts similar? Yeah, look, the answer is that I, I haven't been starting him on my 17. It's just been sitting there as like one of those two trade options for like late in the season, I'm hoping. But look, yeah, chance is reliable. I, I think the issue is that he's on contract. Like you can't do anything with him, right? It's, can you get him to play center? Do you drop Sebastian Chris for him? That's all you can do in this team. Yep. So... It's either that or play him at fullback and send Xavier Savage back. And so I think at some point you'll see these two switch over a little bit. They'll drink from each other's milkshake. So Xavier Savage is not a player to have in your 17 going forward, guys. That's, I think, no. the news out of this one. I agree. There's a lot of risk. I think you're exactly right. The only place Chance could play is fullback because they've tried him at center and it just didn't work. And Tomoko and Chris have been good, I don't think. And you can't drop Kotrick... Uh, Kotrich or Rapana. So, I, I guess if Rapana um, was going to retire end of year, you could put because uh, that's where he started. Uh, uh, Chance was on the wing. You could put him back there, but he probably yeah, but while, back money. But, and I think they're trying. Yeah, and I think that uh, 
the Raiders are trying to make a bit of a push for the eight. Because if they find their way in there, they'd be they'd be a smoky. You wouldn't want to come up against them if they were hot. That's it, though. Then again, the Knights almost came close to beating them the other day. So you, you don't know what one you're going to get, do you? Well, that's it. And I think St. George will give them all they can handle here as well. So uh, it's it's hard to say. And that's kind of where Savage is, is if you have him, I certainly won't be playing him in my 17 this week. There's no way that's happening. No, I'm taking sure. that risk. Well, that's it. Go get Reese Walsh or Brian Toto, depending on, on uh, what your risk rating's like. Yep. Uh, the other one I have here is Jamal Fogarty. Now, he did have 55 points in his last game. He's sitting on a 37 break even. Just really quickly, at 621K. Remember, Jack Whiten is back. So there won't be quite as much of that milkshake for him to drink. And as a result, I think with Jerome Hughes lurking at 21K less, you're probably better off getting Hughes. He's on the better team. There's going to be more tries about Jamal is a great player who does do the kicking. But I think Hughes is a better option. Uh, Stu, yeah, any arguments I'll, for you on that one? I look for Hughes. He plays the extra round. So look, I guess a different question round 19, right? But round, yeah, round 16. Yeah, I'd go and get Hughes over Jamal Fogarty as it stands even though uh, Fogarty's kicking goals if you didn't like Hughes if you think that Hughes doesn't have the upside I'd probably take Fogarty over or Fogarty over Moses uh, definitely but Moses plays 17 so whether he's a full game better than Moses is a bit up for a question right oh, I don't think he is no so e- either way you, you probably end up with, with Hughes and, and hope that Munster remains undercooked for the rest of the season and Hughes steps up yep alright look I've got a couple of really quick ones Adam Elliott uh, 71 points 17 break even 660k so he's doing everything that the Bulldogs knew he could do without doing all the other stuff they knew that he also does so uh, which get him in trouble and get him fired uh, so look for me unless something remarkable happens he's going to be a bench keeper for me DPP and he's just racking up big scores so yep. he's finally starting to find a bit of attacking stats as well, finding the try line, running hard, 41 tackles last week as well, 134 metres. Like, it's just it's good stats for Adam Elliott. Uh, so, yeah, if you got him, just... Yeah, I wish I did, Yeah, because he's been awesome. He has been, and just wait. And I guess at some point, if you can cash out to a monster, if he reaches that 800k, uh, sorry, or, or into a Mario or someone, enjoy, but... Just leave him alone. Uh, the other one, Hudson Young. He's a real pot option in this team. 79 points, though a lot of it was in that final chip and chase try. He's But he's back. Obviously, he's back in Ricky's good books. Uh, he's playing 80 minutes. The team's going forward. He's going forward. And they look like they're a threat on both sides of the field now that they've got Fogarty and White in there. Yeah, they do. So, they, they, they look like their attacks are much more complete. Uh, and that's something I said in the preseason, and I think it's finally happening, is once they have those two halves in Fogarty and um, Whiten on the field, they're suddenly a different unit. The play can go both sides. I think they've got a, a good hooker pairing in Wolford and Starling. This team will be able to put on points pretty well anywhere on the park. They, they can threaten from anywhere. Yep, which I like. And uh, with uh, you got Xavier Savage at the back. you got a bit of X Factor too, which keeps teams on their toes because you can't overrun the plays anymore uh, because you won't be able to catch him if he cuts back inside. So it makes space for the outside men as well. Uh, all right, so Hudson Young there. So look, I've 
got the Raiders by 12 in this one. I think just due to the fact that they'll maintain the rage a little bit. And also, Jack Whiten is playing for his origin spot. Ooh. Because uh, he's got to fight Latrell, he's got to fight Burton, and uh, to to get back into that side in any capacity. Because uh, Happy, uh, sorry, Damien Cooks now in that fourteen jersey. How about yourself? Uh, that's all my players, mate. Oh yeah, I, I'm just saying. Who do you think will win? Oh, geez, uh, I've got Dragons by eight. I think. Win Stadium will be tricky for the Raiders. That said, I could definitely see the Raiders winning by 12. They are a much more complete team. It's just, and look, the Dragons are unlikely to do that, but they just keep getting run over in the second half. And I think if the Dragons are able to stay in contact with this Raiders team, they they could well do it uh, because they are big up front. Uh, And with DeBellin at eight, they're a bit more mobile than they might otherwise have been previously. Mm. So... Yeah, you know, Ramsey's look good at fullback. Uh, their entire back line for the looks relatively good. Uh, I think, you know, we called it in the early season, 7, 8, 9, 10's where they should be. This is a real game for the Raiders to prove whether they are a top, a true top eight team. Uh, I think it'd be close. There's a yep. lot on the line for both teams here. This is a big game for both of them. Fair enough. And look, it's fascinating for me. The Dragons are in eighth, and they, like, are outside of... Um, really a guy who we didn't talk about because we don't want to Ben Hunt because we talk about him every week they have no other fantasy relevant players oh I guess Zach Lomax that's it yeah, yeah that's exactly it. right. it's filthy um, on the plus side the Raiders keep on providing because Ricky keeps on chopping and changing alright okay so that takes us through all eight games uh, let's go to the to the moon segment we talk about break evens leading us off this week Manny Moylan after a couple of good games Break even a minus one. Uh, obviously, do not buy. No. Xavier Savage on zero. Do not buy. Uh, because, you know, Charles Nickelcox says back. Uh, Dean Oyama, uh on one. Do not buy. Uh, Cody Ramsey on one. Too expensive. Do not buy. Jake Averillo. Missed the boat. Yep, missed the boat. Do not buy. Cody Nicarima benched on two. Break even. Do, yeah, not buy. do not buy. Billy Smith on six. Break even. Uh, I wish you were playing from earlier in the year. Oh, don't. He, he passes the eye test too. He does. He's a do not buy. He looked good. Do not buy. Nick owes me a sandwich because Billy Smith was better than Mommy, just as I said he would be. And I hope, he, I hope he listens to this. <laughs> Who owes you a sandwich? Nick. Oh, I yeah. told him that Billy Smith would play over Mommy when he had the chance, and he did. That's true. You did. Paul Turner, which is the uh, alternate half uh for the Titans we didn't talk about him because there's really not much to talk about because it's going by Ronald Volkman but on the 6 uh, do not buy and so we come to the first play worth buying Ronald Volkman break even a 6 cash down ish option right Or but he will still play I have a buy rating on Ronald Volkman he's 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 the man yep. the only reason why he's not still in Roosters colours is because they got Kieran Walker yeah fair enough all right, I'll captaincy like this week, uh, Cleary, unless something we hear something about him dying. Yep. Yep, agreed. Uh, Vice-captaincy this week. So we have, uh, to bring him up, so we have the Bulldogs versus Cronulla. So we have Matty Burton and Nico Hines versus each other. Yep. As options, uh, we have our paramedic guys like Ipappy uh, up against the Rabbitohs. 
And we have, obviously, on the other side, guys like Damien Cook and Cam Murray versus the Eels. So who are you going with, mate? Mark Cleary and uh, Nico Hines. Keep it safe. Keep it simple. That's why I own those two players, so I don't have to think about these sorts of things. That's true. Uh, look, I, I'm i going to stick it back with uh, with Burton for this one. I reckon if, uh, if it's going to be a close game, it'll probably be off the back of him. So I'll, I'll, I'll give him for the vice captaincy, obviously behind Cleary. I accidentally changed it to captain just then I was looking at like, no, not Matt Burton as captain. I'm not that dangerous. <laughs> no, uh, no, I think that's too much risk. If you, if someone was really behind and they were looking to make up this week, really take a punt on a guy who could crack out a big score, who are you putting in on? If you have a look at these these games, like who, who, who are the you? Eels got again? Rabbits, I puppy, running at Lachlan Elias, I puppy. <laughs> that's yeah or or actually he'd be running a salty Cody Walker still good I'd swap sides and run him at friggin that's true it's better than Lane running it that's that'd be, true that'd be 4D chess man that's what NRL coaches should be doing more of it's like are you telling me an NRL player in the second row can't swap from left to right give me a break for sure imagine I imagine I puppy running at Lachlan Ilias it might end his career he'll be seeing he'll <laughs> be seeing ghosts for the rest of his life <laughs> Well, look, uh, Steve Crow and Brian Toto proved it. You know, they can do it on the back line, right? Yep. They're both both swap sides and, and swap everything else just to get going. And they're, they're professionals. If, if Brad Arthur knew what was good for him, he'd uh, have iPuppy run at Lachlan Ilias, which is exactly why I've sold Lachlan Ilias. So I'd go iPuppy. How about you, mate? Uh, oh, yeah. As I said there, yeah. Uh, yeah, iPuppy is a really good one. I'm just having a look through the other ones here. No, that, that's that's about it. Unfortunately, there's a lot of close games this weekend. There's no like real obvious. Oh, this team's going to get tuned up by seventy-one, yep. right? Which is good, right? That's good viewing. Excellent. Okay, trades this week. Obviously, you've talked about yours quite a few times. So, uh, yeah, a- am I hearing that you're bringing in iPappy and Reese Walsh? Mate, I'm probably going to do something dumb and do three. So. I'm definitely bringing in Jerome Hughes for Nat Butcher. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing in, I'm using my war chest. I'm bringing in I Puppy for Lachlan Ilias. Or Lachlan Ilias. Yeah, that's right. So I Puppy comes in and yeah. Lachlan Ilias drops out. Trade of the century, mate. Like when I went from. Oh, um, I have to do it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like uh, when I, I sold Tass and picked up Burton, spent my war chest on that. Yep. It's like, I and and, and I'll probably look to. Uh, I need to get Savage off my starting 17, so I'll probably look to turn Aitken into either Walsh or Tor. I need to have a think about that. I might go Walsh just to risk it for the biscuit and, and be a real player of difference mm. um, because I think Walsh has a higher ceiling. Um, but I have to think about it because so does Tor. Like, Tor could crack out big scores. Anyway, one way or another, I'll, I'll get Aitken or Tor, and uh, then I'm nearly at my final team, which is good. Oh, that's it. Oh, look. Brian Toto of Reese Walsh on your final team. It's you know you've both of them are 700k players potentially. And I pocket pocket nearly 100k, so you know that that money can be used to turn someone into Cam Murray. Hopefully, uh, Cooler or Karaz or Savage can get me close enough to yeah. do it. Yeah, du- double trade, pump two of those out. Yep, sounds good. Uh, for me, uh, I'm I'm really sort of torn on this one. So I've got Nat Butcher probably to Brian Toto. Uh, and then I've I've got uh, probably Toby Sexton to Jerome Hughes as yep. my two this so week. So you're bringing in Hughes too. I think I think that's a good trade, dude. 
Yep, that's it. And it leaves me with Cleary and Hughes and leaves me with Drinkwater on the bench acting as cover. So back three of Hines, Tedesco and Toto uh, with Drinkwater sitting in the 17. Yep. Easy. Okay, so we've got some questions from the people here, which is great. So who's better bring in, Paps or Grant? Uh, neither. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, mate. Uh, so this week, neither. Wait till rounds 18, and then I'd probably say Grant. Yep. Uh, Grant seems to be safer. Uh, they oh, I, I don't think you can touch Paps now for the rest of the year. It's too close to the end. <sighs> yeah. Short of, him, short of him coming back like a bat out of hell, which I don't see happening. I think he's untouchable. There are two, you, you know, you could have Tedesco, you could have Toto, you could have Reese Walsh, you could have Hines. There's better options. Yep, for sure. Um, safer options. And, and yes. anyway, look, Paps can yes. crack out a century. He kicks but he goals. can also get concussed and crack out zero. Exactly. And he's had injuries on both legs, which yep. worries me. No, I, I, yeah, it, it should. It should worry the heck out of you. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. I was saying, if it's worrying the heck out of me, how much does it worry you? I'm not buying him. There we go. Okay. Thoughts on Volkman as a cash down? I think we just covered that. Really yep. good one. Like, I see him playing the rest of the year. Agreed. Excellent. Uh, Gus Bro says Haas. That's yeah. not a question. That's a word. Nah, it's a really, it's actually a pretty good question this week, which is if you own him, hold him. Don't sell keepers. Nah, uh, and if you don't, don't touch him just yet. Yeah, that's it. He'll come by and you pick him up for 650, kind of like people picking up Lolo for 550. You're just laughing. Yep. Picked up Paddy Carrigan for 700. It's like, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, Angus, it's been a great year for picking up guys on the way up. Uh, thought on Nichols for price. So that's uh, Nichols for the bunnies. Uh, Mark Nichols, 376K, 10 break even, scored a 55, which is a pretty damn good score when they were getting toweled up by the Roosters. I'm just checking out what that 55 was with two line breaks that well that shows you how bad the dragons are some days oh, Mark Nichols with two line breaks jeez Louise uh, I guess they came back in that second half a little bit they really did um, and you don't expect Mark Nichols to run it straight when he looks to pass right you don't think that he's got a dummy in him uh, Nichols for price yes if you absolutely need a forward and you're at this stage of the season and you need a forward that's fine but I'd find someone else I get uh, RFM, preferably. Yep. Uh, almost the same price. And Hudson Young, we already talked about him, which is that he's a real pod. You can buy him. And I uh, love the work boys from Nathan Affleck as well on the end of that question. So thanks, Nath. Uh, Brenton uh, Vickery, who would you trade out for Sexton or Targo? Mitch? Uh, Sexton. I never would have got him in, but I'd trade him straight out now. Yeah, Targo. Lost 32 grand last week. Uh, a lot of people have been heavy on selling him. How would you feel? If you could sell both, I would. But Targo plays on the best team in the league. He could easily crack out two weeks of 60 if they decide to go down the left instead of the right. Sexton is Sexton. Fair. All right, next one. Who would you get out of Barnett or Kurt Mann? Barnett. Barnett. All day. All yeah. day. We're Even with Kurt Mann at 13? We made our money out of Kurt Mann earlier in the year. I think Barnett's ceiling's higher. Mann seems to lurk in those mid-40s as someone who owned him for a large chunk of the season. With a couple of games, I think he had 150 and 170. Barnett's been averaging 50 and 60. Um, most games he plays upwards of 65, 70 minutes. I think Barnett's the one to go for. 
Fair. Uh, Josiah Aldshin, thing and butcher to Barnett and chorus out to Hughes. So your thoughts, Mitch? Love it. Pull the trigger. Yeah, me too. Uh, Hughes plays 17. Coruscant, he's, he's pl- they're playing for next year as much as anything. Mitch Kenny will play as many minutes as they can allow him. They will keep Coruscant as fresh as they can be for the rack-off games and finals. Yep. Uh, and even in the finals, if they're winning by a lot, Coruscant will come off, not that you care at that point, but like he will come off whenever he can be fresh. Uh, Ian Sparrow. I'm going to bring in Paps for Cotter this week or next question mark. Uh, he's not. And you're not going to bring in Paps for Cotter. You're going to bring in Reese Walsh or Brian Toto for Cotter. That's it. And, and you can you, do it this week. If you're absolutely forcing yourself to take Paps, if you're like, no, no, it's Paps, you idiot, you take him next week, surely. Like, you yeah. have to. Like, Ryan Pappenhausen, is break, he's got to break him in a 54. Just, as I said, just remember when he came off that concussion. Remember when he came off the ankle injury. It's going to be no different. He's very, he could do it, but he's very unlikely to come out of the gates fast. Very unlikely. Easy. Okay. Uh, that, I'm just going to have one last check of the questions. I know you're going to say that you left it all out there, so I'm not even going to ask you whether you had any final questions. You no, know, I didn't, I didn't get to say it. So, <laughs> okay. Mitch, have you, have you got any final thoughts? No, mate, I left it all out there. <laughs> Son of <laughs> All right. Well, look, thank you for that. Uh, Thank you. A big shout out to Nick, who is uh, busy working away, uh, getting all of your end of year financial needs taken care of a Martin Lord and Co. Chartered Accountants. Hopefully we get that sponsorship check. Hopefully until then we'll have to rely on uh, our chief sponsor myself, uh, for which, you know, no, no one continues to buy anything that I sell. Not that I sell anything. Uh, so I'll have to re- revisit the sponsorship deal next And we year. had the, the promo for today for anyone who made it to the end of the podcast was Jews uh, 100% uh, for, uh, freckles. Yeah, the 100,000 100, uh, freckles. So I was keeping track of how many times he said 100%. Uh, so if uh, what, what we do is you put it up in the Facebook post will we put a post on Instagram or Facebook or something to yeah, that effect that's it yeah we'll put it up there so that uh, basically uh, have a listen through uh, if you've been listening from the week before you know that uh, however many times I said 100% tonight uh, we'll have it up there the first person to answer correctly the number of times that I, I said it uh, wins a a prize which is a kilo of hundreds and thousands which will be hilarious because it'll probably cost me more to post than it will to buy <laughs> oh and uh congratulations to ian who i've just received word that's your uh your packet of uh alan's car lollies finally made it to new zealand <laughs> mate so it took a while to cross the ditch so i cannot guarantee the state but it's on its way to you mate should be in the next Better couple than of those ukrainian starbursts mate Oh yeah, yeah, mate. I keep on looking for those, and my wife, like, when I looked at one point, like, I might be buying thirty kilos of them. And she's like, "If you spend two hundred dollars on jelly beans, you're dead." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, that was actually pretty serious." I think she meant it. There, it wasn't even like it was just in a conversational tone. Like, it just was a fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then I'll be doing the podcast by myself. Nick will be doing tax returns, and you'll be dead. I'll be here talking to myself for two hours. <laughs> all right well look thank you everyone for listening thank you uh 
to the people who listen every week and who post and ask the questions look we all appreciate it and look thank you for encouraging us to continue like to listen and uh because like i wasn't expecting that we're getting four or five hundred people listening a week uh when we started we this. <laughs> that's it and uh exactly right so thank you everyone is Glenda still listening mate no glenda's not listening she gave yeah. up Emma doesn't listen, so it'd just be our mums. Just be our mums. <laughs> so, yep, two listeners we expected. So, for, for all the other, um, you know, 400 to 498 of you, thank you so much. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. This is the uh, Boom, or Bod- uh, Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast signing out.